Hello shiny happy people welcome to this month's episode of our trend spotting series I am your guest host Sanjay Dugar today we will be trend spotting the idea of building transformational capabilities curious to find out more don't go anywhere i'll be right back after this break so let's get straight on to this friend spotting conversation and it's my pleasure to invite my colleague anand krishnan a shiny happy people welcome to you anand oh thank you so much uh, sanjay it almost feels shiny happy right now i'm experiencing it awesome welcome welcome maybe a quick little introduction of yours anand sure sure so i spent about you know 26 odd years in the corporate in the specific technology industry so i've had a ringside view of watching where technology has evolved from being a constraint to actually being an enabler uh, in terms of how businesses and business models have transformed and after that i've had an opportunity to seamlessly moved into facilitation where it's an opportunity to watch a little bit stepping back from a have a balcony view and also be, get involved in building some of those skills as well for many of the organizations that are embarking on these journeys wow anand i'm sure our listeners are going to be benefited by your experience and let's get on with the topic so first of all what is transformation then we can move into why is it important now and finally some tips and tricks on how do we go about dealing with this so that we can make the most of the situation that exists and that actually reminds me of a little article that i read by dd warick and he talked about the urgent need for uh, skilled transformational leaders no and that was a very interesting article that gave me a lot of ideas about uh, this being really really important for organizations right now so let's uh, have your view on what is transformation anand you know it's very interesting we use the word uh, quite often um, and it may be worthwhile to even understand what it really means and why this is coming into play more often than not it's stemming from the fact that there have been a lot of organizations and a lot of respectable organizations that have operated in a certain space with a certain set of ways of working that they have used up while the industry and the market is starting to change it is becoming increasingly important for them to change the way they do businesses change the way the the way they work and that's really what is sort of embedded in this idea of transformation so you're really moving from a certain way of working uh, as simple as it sounds to a new way of working to really encompass the market changes the industry dynamics the customer needs the technology changes and many of the dimensions that come along with it absolutely and i think you know just change itself by itself may not sound complete when we look at the depth and the width of the change before us and that's why transformation i think absolutely aptly describes the scenario so when we think about that uh, so what exactly makes it so important now and especially for organizations why is it so important now it's a matter of survival to to start with especially for the incumbent organizations as i said they they've actually been the fortune 100 fortune 500 serving their customers in a certain way while the the customer segments have itself evolved and therefore the customer needs have evolved 
technology has actually come out as an enabler and made it easy to adopt and adapt to the changing needs. The ecosystem has changed. There are more organizations that have started coming in and partnerships have actually become a way of life. So with all these different dimensions coming into play, the incumbent organizations who have actually existed and operated over a period of time, they have to necessarily change quickly. Otherwise, there is the danger of them becoming obsolete. And we would all recall, I think, the stories of your from Nokia and Kodak, who were market leaders in their space. And because they perhaps were leaders and they found it complacent enough to stay in that, they almost became irrelevant because they didn't transform themselves. So it's becoming almost imperative for those incumbent organizations to transform, to survive, and then to thrive. Wow. I think even to survive means it's really a big call to action, right? Something that they have to act on right now. And that makes it powerful when I think about the situation where any change to take effect takes a while. And unfortunately, we don't have that luxury of time right now. Uh, and you're right when you say that, you know, people can become obsolete and organizations can become obsolete. And uh, that actually sounds very threatening. But uh, while it sounds threatening, I'm sure that a lot of organizations are gearing up for it. And a lot of them would like to know what can they do to gear up for it. So if I think about it in a very broad sense, what might be some of the top things that uh, people should be considering when they're looking at building transformational capabilities internally or even externally? What's your take on that, Anand? Wow, that's a, that's a very, very impactful question, I would say. Um, so to me, understanding the business is paramount. Understanding the businesses of our clients that we serve, understanding the trends around the market, what is changing and how fast is it changing? Has it got a regional implication? Has it got an industry implication? What is the role of regulation in that? So understanding the larger sort of industry and market ecosystem to me is really the starting point. So you, you have a sense for that. Then you start looking at the the partnerships and alliances that come into play because the ecosystem is also about the different players that come together to generate value. Because if you really look at what the businesses are all anchored around, it's at the end of the day, creating client experiences and generating value. And value may not be the domain of a single organization. So it's almost becoming imperative for us to partner with other players in the ecosystem. So understanding the ecosystem at large and bringing in this idea of systems thinking, that is becoming another skill that's that's extremely important. The third one um, that's sort of coming into play is this idea of being comfortable with ambiguity. Because we don't have all the answers, uh, the dimensions, the industry dimensions, the market dimensions, the customer dimensions, they're all changing at such a frenetic pace. We almost need to reconcile ourselves with the fact that there will be a certain level of ambiguity, there will be a certain lack of clarity, and we still need to operate, we still need to make decisions within that sort of an environment. So that comfort, and this is perhaps more related to the mindset. And this really leads us to the next point which is if I don't know the answers, am I comfortable asking the right kind of questions? 
Am I willing to, to really make myself a little vulnerable and yet be able to ask questions, be able to reach out, be able to collaborate, be able to co-create? Those are becoming important ingredients for us to really be able to collectively find the answers because singularly we may not have the answer. And through all of this, perhaps one of the overarching element is this idea of learning agility because we are constantly learning. There is always some new things that's coming up and we need to be able to learn it. We need to be able to internalize it and we need to be able to apply it. And that's uh, becoming important. And the foundation, if I, if I miss that out, that would in fact be an injustice, technology. Technology, not for the sake of itself, but technology as an enabler coming through at the intersection and working towards enhancing and augmenting the business models itself. So these are some of the dimensions that I see becoming extremely important in the transformational journeys. And that's quite a lot. I mean, especially if I'm thinking about leaders and uh, if they have to not just learn things for themselves, but also inspire the teams below them to all, you know, play to this new environment, collaborate, partnerships that are different from before, uh, working together with people perhaps whom they have never met or seen for, a, for quite some time or never at all, and uh, really trying to bring out the best and move at rocket speed at the same time. Uh, yes, technology could be an enabler, but it could also be a bottleneck, right? So, uh, so where do you see this little bridge between and you were earlier pointed out that even the customer needs are changing. So is there any kind of like a connect between what people are hearing from their customers and what are they thinking about their, I'll call it the revised strategy for want of a better word, uh, revised transformational strategy at that. So is there any connection between what the customer wants and what people are thinking? Again, a very interesting question. And my perspective is the fact that strategy is not any more static um, and, ah. and strategy needs to be in, in some sense, an alignment of an inside out, out view, which is what an organization wants to do and what an organization wants to be, as well as an outside in view, which is what the clients and the markets that we are serving want at this point. And that the fact that it's keeping on changing, it requires us to continue to review our strategy and continue to uh, fine tune it from time to time. And that's a big ask because strategy, as you know, right, uh, at least before, uh, it always used to be the realm of a few people sitting in a room and trying to figure it out and lay out all the plans. But like you rightly pointed out earlier, it's also about uh, bringing in the knowledge from the team or the people around you and asking those big questions, getting those insights. And now you've brought in another dimension, which is the outside in perspective, which, which makes it even more, I would say, a different kind of a task, while I don't want to call it difficult, but perhaps, uh, you know, these leaders have to look at all these different sources of data and plan their strategy, and yet at the same time, maybe be very open to revising it. Doesn't that pose a challenge to the people working below them? Um, yes, it does. It does. Uh, it's never been easy. And in fact, it's becoming more challenging. I think what is therefore required uh, and it may sound a little bit ironical that we need to establish clarity within this world of ambiguity. So yeah. you need, as an organization, need to have a clarity in terms of the space you want to play in. 
and what is the proposition you want to position yourself as you're not going to be everything to everybody just as an example if you take the airline industry right i think we've we've all known this there are obviously full service providers who who have i think the the entire nine yards in terms of the service they provide and and the lounge facility and the the frequent flyer programs and a whole host of things that many of us really love to have if you're a frequent flyer and yet on the other hand you have the low cost carrier who don't don't have any of those frills and it's important are you going to be a low cost carrier are you going to be a full service provider you cannot be both at the same time and we've also seen instances of airlines which have tried to do this balancing act and have failed so it also starts with establishing clarity amidst this ambiguity and once you do that for yourself then in a sense it starts becoming easier to cascade that information amongst your workforce amongst your employees and then let them rally behind it and move forward to deliver to those outcomes that's a brilliant tip anand uh, thanks for that because it's about providing clarity first of all getting clarity for yourself and then providing it to all the teams around you within your organization and helping them see that and yet at the same time being able to be open to the strategic ways in which they want to fulfill uh, whatever they have defined for themselves as a boundary of service that they will offer that's right and uh, that uh, you know kind of takes me to another dimension is we've seen a lot of use of technology increasing right different kinds of apps different kinds of uh, web based products cloud services and all of that is any of this going to be able to help in this transformational journey absolutely absolutely technology is is absolutely playing a very very critical role uh, it's enabling us to first and foremost um, think of the art of the possible things that we couldn't really have conceptualized earlier just examples and known examples that we typically have the amazons and the ubers i think the idea of the platform in some sense bringing the suppliers on one side and the consumers or the at the other end looks simplistic but technology is what has sort of enabled that so technology is absolutely going to be the backbone of any transformation that's in fact undertaken and yet we need to recognize that technology is not an end in itself we need to have clarity of who we want to be what service we want to deliver what is our proposition and then really leverage the power of technology to make it happen just as an example again there is a lot of conversation about ai ml artificial intelligence and machine learning and yes it's extremely powerful because in some sense it enables us as an organization to learn from the the data that we have derive insights out of it and enable decision making in terms of launching new products new services new markets that we can get into that interlock of technology in business is what i think is most important awesome awesome that's the role of technology and anand you have been a great coach as well right you have been coaching leaders at different levels uh, as leaders try to adapt to this building this transformational capability for themselves and for their organization uh, what role does coaching have to play in this again a very very interesting question um i would say i think there is a role for a coach and equally there is a role for a mentor as well i think the coach in some sense um enables them to really reflect on some of the capabilities that they already have as well as some of the areas that they may find gaps and 
knowing their own self what is the best way to bridge those gaps because if they were to build those capabilities then they are in a position to be a more effective leader a more relevant leader to really push and drive this journey towards business outcomes so coach is somebody that enables a more reflective journey for the leaders mm. on the other hand i think a mentor has an equally good role to play as well a mentor is typically somebody who's been there who's done that and who's got a perspective and therefore can in some sense augment the perspective coming from the leaders not necessarily substitute it but augment the the opinions and provide some insights and inputs to them to reflect on and and that enables them again to accelerate their journey towards becoming a more effective more relevant leader to drive to business outcomes you're listening to the shiny happy people podcast subscribe to us on your favorite platforms this podcast is sponsored by c2cod your organizational development consulting partner bringing people and strategy together Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook using the handle at C2COD and get updates on our upcoming episodes. So effectively, a great leader should be a good facilitator, should be a good coach and a good mentor all in one. If you can be. If God was to be kind, I think that's the key ask that we would have. <laughs> Absolutely. But very well said, Anant. I think a lot of you. your experience reflected beautifully in this uh, and i'm sure our listeners are going to be very very happy uh, just as we come towards a close uh, just to kind of uh, maybe top it all up do you have any closing words around building transformational capabilities i think if there is one thing i would uh, i would really say it's about being open um it's it's looking at future not merely as a linear extrapolation of the past which therefore actually means that we need to let go of things which doesn't come easily to us and then really looking at what best we can learn how best can can we learn and who we can learn it from there have been many instances where and many organizations that i've been working with who have created organizations organizational setups of reverse mentoring which enables uh-huh. people with lesser experience but i think they have a different view of life um and to learn from them and to be able to apply it makes the leader more relevant as well so those are some of the some of the pointers that that i might just add absolutely brilliant thanks a ton for this anant and uh, for our listeners uh, that's the thing we brought to you on building transformational capabilities and like always uh, feel free to share your thoughts and comments about this particular podcast and also any of the topics that you wish that trend spotting can bring to you with that it's your guest host sanjay dugar and anand krishnan our guest today uh, signing out of this episode thank you everyone Come on.